It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Q-Freeze, still being undervalued by national media. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us as he does every single Monday, it is the Lindsey Crosby of AuburnDaily.com and a million other places. Lindsey, later in the show, Jason Jones, Auburn defensive lineman, will join us, talk about what the focus is internally going into Hugh Freeze's second season. Mm-hmm. Jervon Reed, we got some news regarding that, but could he return to Auburn? We'll touch on that. But I want to address I want to address an article that was put out at Saturday Down South, Connor O'Gara, putting together, essentially ranking all of the 16 SEC head coaches post-Nick Saban. I still think Hugh Freeze is being undervalued by national media, SEC media, regional media, college football, Media. He comes in just inside the top half of coaches in the SEC at eighth, which is okay. I think he needs to be a little bit higher because of what he's done off the field so far, Lindsay. The two coaches in front of him, Josh Heupel comes in at seven with Tennessee. At six, Mark Stoops of Kentucky. And doing here. I, I get the argument for Heupel. I get it. Mark Stoops is not a better coach than Hugh Freeze. I, I'm just, I, I refuse to accept that. Yeah, it's, okay, so you sent me the article, and I, I went and I read the article, and the I have issues with the reasoning here, right? Okay. So I'm going to, like, spoil a little bit of the article. He says, for Hugh Freeze, the thing that I don't like, Hugh, Hugh Freeze's record against top 25 opponents after 2015 is three and 13 and then he proceeds to to crap on the three wins he's like the three wins were kirby smart's first year at georgia right uh a and m in 2016 that finished eight and five because they collapsed down the stretch and then coastal carolina in 2020 and the issue that i have is why are we arbitrarily just saying after 2015 Yes. Because if you think about the arc of Hugh Freeze's career, right? He was at Ole Miss from 2012 through 2016. Then he was out of college football for two years. And then he was at Liberty for four years before coming to Auburn. And so to just arbitrarily say, hey, we're not going to count anything before 2015 is a little ridiculous because like Hugh Freeze did some good stuff in tw- in 2015. They were five and one against top 25 teams. They were since 20 from 2013 to 2015. He was nine and seven against top 25 teams. So to just randomly decide we're going to arbitrarily draw a line at 2015. Doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because yeah, it's not it, a, it's not an accurate sample of how good he is as an sec coach. 
because he wasn't in the SEC for most of that. Yeah, and, and you you knock him for top 25 games when you're the head coach at Liberty? Uh, I, I don't know if that necessarily uh, equates when you're talking about everything that's happened here. And then, obviously, he had a few chances against top 25 teams at Auburn a year ago. Most folks, not everyone, but most folks didn't really expect him to win a whole lot of those with the situation Auburn was in a year ago. I do think you can hold that against him moving forward. I don't think you can in his first year. Uh, and just looking at these other other folks that were ahead of him, like Mark Stoops, if Mark Stoops did what he did at any other school in the SEC, not Kentucky, I don't think he would be there anymore, Lindsay. That, I, I just, I don't think... I think we all love Mark Stoops. We want to give him a pat on the back because it's like, you're doing it at Kentucky, man. Yeah. That's awesome. You're like That's the awesome. third most important sport at that school, man. That's right. And man, you really benefited from a down Tennessee and a down Florida over the last decade. Like props to you for doing it. But like you're telling me if you had to pick right now, you get the option to hire Hugh Freeze or Mark Stoops. Like nobody is saying Mark Stoops. Let me rephrase that. Very few people are saying Mark Stoops. Yeah, there are some people who are just militant anti-Hugh Freeze no matter what that are saying, give me Mark Stoops, he's the better coach. But you've been in the weaker conference or the weaker division. half of yeah. the SEC, right. weaker division of the SEC for a while. And like the best you were able to do was nine and three. Now I'm not saying like, you know, like the best you did was, was mm -hmm. nine and three when you've had a down Florida, like you said, you've had a down Tennessee, mm -hmm. the, the blur before Hugh Sto uh, before, before Mark Stoops, he makes fun of how bad Tennessee has been for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, okay, come on in a, in a objective look at this. It is very, very hard to say. I would rather take, Mark Stoops in either game calling or recruiting than mm -hmm. I would Hugh Freeze. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the the inconsistency as far as there's a lot of uh, O'Gara kind of brings up a lot of the record against top 25 teams, which is important. That's an important metric for sure. But there are inconsistencies with that. Like you mentioned Hugh Freeze, they stop at 2015 with Lane Kiffin. He does not. He includes a lifetime record. They has Lane Kiffin at number four. Uh, but he does mention Link Kiffin is three and twenty-one lifetime versus power five teams that finish with less than nine regular season wins. With I'm at least fine nine. with Link, yeah, with at least nine. I, I'm I'm fine with Link Kiffin being this high. Kalen DeBoer, the new Alabama head coach at number three, I do think is interesting. And I don't think Kalen DeBoer is a bad coach. But something that we've seen, and we've paid attention to this closely as Auburn people, because we have new coaches on these lists more than we would like over the last five years or so. But new coaches typically get hit pretty hard in these rankings. And I think that's deserving, right? Like you look at the new head coaches on this list. You have Elko, the new Texas A&M coach at 10. And then you've got Jeff Lebby at 16, the new Mississippi State head coach. And... I don't really have an issue with either of those rankings, but Kalen DeBoer, I'm just going to say if he was not hired by Alabama, LSU, or Georgia, he would not be as high on this list, but because he went to Alabama, he does get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and and in that blurb, he kind of makes my point where he looks at Lane Kiffin and he's like, Kalen DeBoer's had more top 25 wins in four seasons than Lane Kiffin's had in 12. Why does Kiffin get 12 years to look at 
and and Hugh Freeze doesn't. And mm-hmm. and it's just it's just wild to me that kind of the inconsistencies there. The other thing you mentioned him, and so I'm going to go back and I'm going to reference it real quick. For Mike Elko, he talks about like uh, Mike Elko won 16 games in his first two seasons at Duke. And he says, oh, but he only has one win versus an AP top 25 team. Well, he got that win at Duke, which feels like it's kind of significant. But if that's the case, why doesn't Hugh Freeze get credit right. for multiple top 25 wins at Liberty? That's right. Who wasn't even in the FBS with, like right when he started. They moved mm-hmm. up in classifications when he got there. So it's just... I don't know. It kind of feels like Connor O'Gara got a check from Tuscaloosa to write this. That's a joke. He didn't actually do that, but it just it just feels like this is a little bit of propaganda, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, the the media machine is pumping up the Kalen DeBoer hire. I don't think there's any question about that, and he could be great. I have no clue. He could be great. I, I'm just I'm not saying Hugh Freeze should be top five. I do think he's better than eight. I, I don't think there's seven coaches in the SEC better than him right now if you could draft these head coaches and put them in a pool and where you're saying okay i'm gonna draft you know this gotta lead my team this gotta lead my team hugh freeze would not go eight because you cannot rank these guys these coaches and say something positive about hugh freeze and then not include what he's done the recruiting trail you can't do it and you know o'gara did it so i guess you can technically do it but that is a factor in all of this freeze is a better recruiter than hypel a better recruiter than stoops um, Sark is killing it at Texas on the recruiting front, so I'm not going to say that. He's a better recruiter than Kiffin. Well, the, you know, the jury's out on DeBoer. Kelly's getting it done, and Smart's getting it done. But still, to be a top-five recruiter, top-four recruiter in the SEC, that's got to be worthy of a note, and uh, that's that's not the route they chose to go down. Can I just real quick last Yeah, last note joke. on this. Yep. Billy Napier at 14. Man, Hilarious. Florida is down so bad. Golly, Man, and I thought Billy. that was going to be a home run move. So. I was mad that Auburn didn't get Billy. Oh, Me man. too. Me Missed too. I wanted, I wanted him bad instead of Harvard. but so yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Where would you rank Hugh Freeze among head coaches in the SEC? Genuinely curious. Comment down below or let us know in the Discord or on social media. Um, very, very curious. Trevon Reed leaves. He takes another job elsewhere. But I predict he'll be back to Auburn soon. We discuss that in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed or power or style, eBay Motors has got you Covered with over 122 million parts, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time, or you get your money back. All the parts you need at the prices you want over at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Alumni. Hall went to Alumni Hall last week to check out some of their basketball swag. That's part of my Auburn clothing repertoire. That's a little weak. I'm not going to lie to you. So I went over there to with the family to to kind of stock up on some Auburn basketball swag. And Lindsay, your viewers will be excited about this. But uh, Auburn baseball jerseys are there. I do not believe they had those a year ago. So I am stoked that those are in the store. And of course, we're less than a month away from Auburn baseball. So. 
Stock up. You can go to any of their three great physical locations in Auburn, Opelika, or Huntsville. Or, of course, you can go to their website, alumnihall.com. All of their Auburn stuff officially licensed for men, women, children, infants, pets, whatever it may be. Check them out at Auburn, Opelika, and Huntsville or at alumnihall.com. Lindsey Crosby, our guest on this Monday. Trevon Reed leaves. He takes the cornerback job at UCF. He's going with Gus Malzahn. I think it's a great hire for Gus Malzahn. But I think Trevon Reed's next job, I'm predicting it now, Lindsey, his next job will be to be an on-field coach, probably cornerbacks, at Auburn. I think that happens within two or three seasons. And I think it'll make a ton of sense because I think in his current situation, it would have taken a lot for Hugh Freeze and this and uh, this administration to promote him to be an on-field coach. It's just an that's uh, not a usual path that you see these former player turned coaches go. You you can't just hop on and uh, and and be a a position coach for an SEC program. Usually, you have to leave and then come back. We saw Caddy do that. Um, and, and I think Trevon's doing, I think he knows it. And so it's like, go get your room, your cornerback room at UCF. We'll see you in a few years. I, I think that's what uh, Auburn fans should expect. Yeah. And that's a scenario. I mean, you, you kind of touched on it. It's hard to just start coaching out of nowhere in the sec, right? Look at Marcus Davis, Marcus Davis goes, he's the wide receivers coach at Hawaii yep, places, and then comes into Auburn. And I get this. And I think that this was the best possible timing for it because we saw in previous off seasons and things like that where Auburn would kind of delay bringing in a coach so that Trevon could temporarily be in one of those coach roles where he could recruit off campus. And his big thing, being from Thibodeau, Louisiana, is recruiting Louisiana. Yes. And then when you hire Will Redmond, who had been working uh, for LSU, it kind of helps you cover some of that Louisiana recruiting that that Trevon Reed was a big part of. So yeah. if there's a time to lose Trevon Reed for however long he works for Gus Malzahn to get that experience, it feels like this was the time Yeah, simply because you can cover it through the hire of Will Redmond, who I expect to do really good things for Auburn as far as being able to streamline, whether it's uh, portal guys, whether it's you know player evaluations, all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. if this if this happened last year or this happened next year, it's a little bit different. You're kind of worried about losing Trevon, but yeah. this is the best time. And obviously, he's he's happy with Auburn. He posted a wonderful message on social media about he loves Auburn. Lo he I love that guy, man. We'll always love Auburn. Mm -hmm. um, somebody has to take up the mantle though of the we're not done yet for every recruiting flip we see, for every visit we hear about, for all of the guys Auburn keeps. Somebody has to do that on this coaching staff to take Trevon's place. Yeah, I mean, there's so many high-energy guys. Um, I, I think I think we'll figure that out. I think we'll figure that out for sure. Um, early, early suggestion, Marcus Davis. I think that would make sense. Yeah. Charles Kelly, we'll see. I mean, he's not super on Twitter because it took him forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he listened to me. He listens yeah. to the show last Monday. I said something about it. And by Monday afternoon, it was fixed. He had changed right. it. Um, thank right. you for he, listening to this show. Yeah, I think you Auburn should take football. credit for that. I, 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 it's going to be in my Twitter bio. It's like baseball's yeah. Lindsey Crosby. Charles Kelly changed his Twitter bio because of me. <laughs> um, but but no, like like this is 
this is a good thing if you think about it, because this is Auburn being able to take guys who former players had yes. never been coaches before and build their profile to the point where they were other schools wanted power five schools wanted to go out and hire them to be coaches because their prowess was so good as a recruiter. They were known as good people, good men, and obviously having played in the league, he knows about defensive backs and things like that, despite not moving to that position until his final year of college. So it's a good thing for Auburn that you can get former players and former staffers into these coaching roles. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think very many schools could take an off-the-field staffer, not an analyst, but like an off-the-field recruiting staffer, and turn them into a coach. But Auburn and Hugh Freeze somehow did it. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool because there is the human element to this too. And will it hurt Auburn on the recruiting front? I do think it will a little bit. I don't think it's enough to note because Will Redmond's impact, I think, will be huge, uh, mm -hmm. Lindsay. And I didn't even think about the Louisiana aspect of that. But yeah, that, that totally was a good point by you. But the human element to this is like Trevon Reed has done so much for Auburn. And he mm -hmm. wants to advance his career as he should. And I think... For the folks, and I'll put myself in this boat, that want Trevon Reed to be an on-field coach at Auburn, long-term, I, I think this is the next step for that happening. I, I really, really do. And just even if he doesn't return to Auburn, he's done so much for this program and for this university and for this fan base. And I've gotten the chance to talk to him a few times. I mean, he is such a genuine person and so giving with his time. Like, let's just take football out of it. The human element of this is this is a huge break for Javon, and uh, I think we're all happy for him. We are. And, and two notes here. One, he gave us the the hat with the upside-down Auburn. Never going to forget that. Uh, and w then, Was that from him? That was first time I ever saw it was from him. So if that okay. was somebody else, he gets credit for popularizing it. But sure. then number two, his message on Sunday night on social media. I'm going to read just the very end of it here. Okay. Coach Freeze, I believe in your plan. Most importantly, the players believe in it also. I'm rooting for you, boss man. This isn't a goodbye letter. It's more, I'll see you later type letter. Um, I, think he's, I think he's saying what you're saying and that this is not the final. UCF is not the final stop for Trevon Reed. It's the next stop. And That's at right. some point in time, he's going to come home. That's right. That's right. So congrats to Trevon. That's huge. We'll see how it impacts Auburn in the immediate. I don't think it'll be that much long-term. If we get Trevon back in a position coach role, I'm all for it. I'm oh, all and for the it. very end he signed off, we still ain't done yet. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. I think mm -hmm. it's appropriate. All right, Jason Jones uh, conversation coming up. I think there's some interesting stuff in there for sure. Who lifts the most on the team? What's it like going through this part of the year with no defensive coordinator? Um, he, he talks about a lot of good stuff in that. So, uh, Lindsay, before we jump into that, how can people check out everything you've got going on? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Uh, if you're into baseball of any type, college baseball, I just talked to Butch Thompson on Friday, AuburnDaily.com. Minor League Baseball, Locked in MLB Prospects. Major League Baseball, BravesToday.com. Yes. Uh, all right. Today's show. Brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. And happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel. Uh, if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch and grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. We're recording this during the NFC Championship game, but... 
Patrick Mahomes will be playing someone. And so if you want to get in on the action, uh, FanDuel has so many different ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, but also FanDuel has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, so much more. New customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets for your first bet of $5 or more that wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Joining us now, Auburn defensive lineman Jason Jones. What a difference a year makes, Jason. At least from the outside looking in, the vibes around the program seem to be way different than they were a year ago. Is it like that internally or is it just kind of like that out here? Yeah, I think I think it's because it's, it's year two of freezing. A lot of people know what to expect and there's and there's a standard set now, in my opinion. So uh, I think uh, if you want to look at last year and then this year, yeah, it's significantly different. Because mm-hmm. like, like, like I just said, the culture is different, standards different. And, uh, and again, it's just, again, it's a new year's a lot of hope. We have, we all believe in each other. Then it's a different team. So I, I know I'm excited. I know everyone else is excited to especially get back on the field. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, you got to know what to expect too, right? I mean, I'm sure every coach handles spring a little different and handles workouts and practices a, a little different. And it's got to be, we talk about this as far as playing in the game, but I mean, you got to, you got to prepare for the games and practice. I, I just imagine it's more efficient across the board, kind of knowing what to expect already. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, like I said, like uh, this, the workouts, like they, they're the same. I mean, like, you know what to expect. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a, a DC yet. Um, so how does that impact things? I mean, I know. I mean, it doesn't really impact anything right now. I mean, we're only working out, we're lifting, we're running. So, I mean, we're not, yeah. it doesn't impact anything right now, but uh, it doesn't bother me at least. So, I mean, this doesn't, it's not going to change how I think of anything. Sure. Sure. In regards to like new faces, um, yeah. this time a year ago, I mean, Auburn really hit the transfer portal hard. And, they, I mean, they picked up guys, specifically two guys in your room, Trill Carter, mm-hmm. Gage Keys. But as a whole, like, not as much of just this roster overhaul going into this offseason as we saw a year ago. That's got to be another nice kind of element of consistency in the locker room. I mean, we even though we did lose a lot of fa- a lot of people, on, uh, especially on the D-line, like I know uh, yeah. Trill Carter and Engage keys are going to be ex- like extremely helpful for us. They're both amazing, amazing players. If you go back and watch their film, uh, disregarding stats, like they 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 do their job, and they do their job well. So I'm excited to play alongside them this uh, this upcoming season. Um, but like I said, like we're not in pads yet, so we're we're just lifting, we're running. So we can't really speak much of football right now until we get close to March. Sure. Well. 
So fans hear about this off-season workouts before spring and all that. What, what exactly does that look like? Is there any talk of football or is it solely just the strength staff um, working you guys out? Yeah. Give us a peek behind so, the curtain. If obviously, like the strength staff gives, gives us the focus and wants us to remind us that like, we obviously don't want to be a mediocre team. Like you got to do the right things. And, and yeah. And as a team, we set that standard, and because again, like I know personally, like, personally, I'm I'm tired of being six and six. I'm just gonna be honest. Like I, f- I feel like we have the team, we have the roster, we have the coaches to be a better team than what we were last year. Um, so we're always reminded of the standard, always reminded of like how good we can be. Um, but that also pushes us in in, in workouts. Um, yeah. So I mean, the workouts. Uh, they're different every single day. Some days we'll focus more on legs. Sometimes we'll focus more on um, arms, but they're mainly specifically that we do everything like full body pretty much Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So, Got it. Jason, is there a sense of urgency? Because I imagine you're not the only returning Auburn player that, that wants to go six and six. And in order to do that, you guys have to work harder now than everybody else that you're playing on your schedule in 2024. Is there any kind of sense of urgency of like, okay, we only have so many days to get better this off season. Yeah. I mean, um, and I've always said this like from, from even in during the season, I think a lot of it is just like, just doing your job. Just do, just do your job. Don't try and be a yeah. hero. Don't, don't, don't try and, you know, be anything extravagant. Obviously go make, I, we're not telling you to be a robot, but also go make plays too. Um, to also speak on on that as well is just um yeah like again we're, we're we don't want to go six and six anymore like right. we want to win now we get we gotta win now and like I said we have the players we have the roster we have the mentality to do it mm-hmm. yeah as far as the the guys you work out with is that by position group is it random what does that look like um as far as it's like lift times it just depends on your class schedule. Uh, so like mm-hmm. some people lift in the morning, some people lift in the afternoon. I I personally lift in the morning because a lot of my stuff is in the afternoon. But usually you lift with like bigs, mids lift with mid skills, and then skill players lift with skill players. Who's the strongest guy in your workout group? Other than you, it depends on what you're talking about. Uh, let's go. Y'all do squats. Oh, Jarquez. Okay, so Jarquez squats more than like the linemen do. He squats like 700 pounds. How much do you squat? Like six something. <laughs> I haven't okay. maxed out because, like, with this, we don't max out. We, we don't. We have averages, but we don't max out. But like Jacquez, he just. I remember uh, two years ago, he just put like six something on the bar and was just hitting it. He was like, it was nothing. Ease. It was ease, and I was just like, there's no way. All right, what about what about upper body lifts? Who uh, who's the strongest in your group with that? Probably Jeremiah, right? Jeremiah that checks out. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. I am. I have. Uh, I have not lifted. I don't think. I haven't. I don't think I've lifted upper body with Percy Lewis yet. So I want to see him too. But as of right now, big guy. Know, that's a yeah. big human being, dog. It's that's huge. a big. Guy. <laughs> yeah, and Percy Lewis, the the transfer from Mississippi State. I mean, he he is very physically impressive. There's no question. Oh yeah, he's that. That's a big guy. Yeah, and that, and that comes from me. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 pretty uh, you're pretty large yourself. Yeah. So as far as as far as like the new guys fitting in, I mean, you talk about Gage Keys, you talk about Trill Carter, you mentioned Percy Lewis. Like, does it seem like these guys and the culture is kind of kind of welcome those guys in? 
I'll say one more time, sorry. As far as the new guys coming in, it seemed like they feel welcome fitting in okay. Almost definitely. And like and um I always feel like you gotta create that bond even like now. You gotta create that bond now. You can't wait because I feel like there, there's gonna be a lot of conflict. Like I like first day there was in, I talked to them, I spoke to them and I, I and I invited them into our team, into our culture. Uh, I get, I think like in teamwork and that team bonding is extremely important to also winning. So you can't just single people out because yeah, like yeah, there's going to be competition and positions. That's that's football. That's going to mm-hmm. happen. But then you, if you can't work as a team, then you're not going to win together. You can't. Win. Yeah, yeah. Do you work out the same time as um as Bryce Kane, the freshman receiver? Because yes. everything I, mean, I hear they, about that kid they, is like I that. Out with him. He jumped like a thirty six for thirty six or thirty vertical. Yes, something like that. It's insane. It insane. Apparently, his focus and approach to things is just like super dialed in, super professional. Is that the vibe you're getting? Uh, again, I, truthfully, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't really pay attention to him like that. Like, I got you. From a demeanor standpoint, mm-hmm. but I, I do see him work out, and he works hard. So I yeah, can do that. sure. As far as other new faces that have impressed you early on, and it's, it's this isn't football; it's just weights and working yeah. out. But still, I mean, you can if you do those little things correctly in the weight room, you're gonna do the little things correctly mm-hmm. on the field. We've talked about that before. But anybody else is standing out to you, underclassmen or new guys? Um, I think Malik Blockton and, and, and TJ Lindsay. And I mentioned okay. this before. TJ Lindsay probably has he has it in my opinion i've only i've only seen him work out i've always seen him do some drills and stuff but like he has the d- determination to get better same thing with malik malik i love his i love his mindset when he comes into things like he doesn't matter if you've been there six years four or five years he's gonna he's gonna beat you and even when we we're doing one-on-ones at the bowl site when he was with us he was he was doing good and he was going against like first team players so i'm just like the, them, them two will 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 help us a lot, especially when it comes uh, to to fall. Um, sure. As far as playing time, I can't I can't tell you I can't tell you I right gotcha. now. You yeah. know that's that's going to be a coach that that's going to be a question for my coach. But mm-hmm. I know that that they have the the work ethic to at least I I think see the field this year. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I'm I'm hearing that all over the place. No question about it. Jason Jones, Auburn defensive lineman. Thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you. Thank you so much to Lindsay. Thank you so much to Jason Jones. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. Please subscribe to the channel. Please like this video. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.